dream that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Heavy as they are, the cost of action must be weighed against the price of inaction. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. All right, Brian, we're live. We're live. 21 episodes. Our podcast can legally drink. Although we drink non-alcoholic beers today. I know. We wanted to be clear-minded heading into the debate. And I'm glad we did because this debate was far better than the last atrocity. Yeah. I would call it that. I think uh, think in general, we, we can come to the consensus that it was it was a much better demonstration of policy. Like they actually talked policy, right. and I know we're going to talk about like some of the dodging and this and that. But like in general, there was a, a much better demeanor. They talked policy. They got to the root of certain issues. Um, the moderator was able to get questions out. Yeah, uh, should we just talk about the moderator right now, before, Susan? Susan. Susan. Susan, please. Susan, if please. I may. Yeah, Susan, M- if Mr. I may. Pence. Vice President Pence, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I but, think but she let did me it. tell you something, Susan. <laughs> I think Chris Wallace would have been much better on this mod- as moderator on this one. For sure. Uh, not only would they have been more respectful towards him, uh, or, or at least they would have probably not been able to dodge questions as well against him. I think she did a very poor job of moderating, especially when it came to Mike Pence running over time. I would agree. And then giving... Uh, Kamala like 15 seconds to respond right right although <laughs> although she gave her 30 seconds on the last one yeah I did like one time she gave her 15 seconds and Kamala used about seven like she hammered the point and was like done <laughs> I was like "Ooh, I like that but uh I, I I didn't think uh Susan Page did a very good job of kind of holding accountable the candidates at least to answering her questions and and, and then also cutting off Mike Pence when he would ramble on and on or not. I shouldn't say ramble on right when he discussed further when past go his over time. time. Yeah. And when you do that and then you give Kamala 15 seconds and then there was an instance where Mike Pence was, Oh, I need to address this. And she's like, you well, I'll give 15 you 15 seconds. And he and said, I'll need more time than that. I'll need more time than that. No, dude, you don't uh, get more time. And, and she well, didn't say, I think that no. he immediately got the sense that he could get whatever he wanted. Yeah, and, you know and he mean? took That's, advantage of yeah, it. Yeah, and there's, you know what I mean? I, politically, it's a smart move, you know what I mean? Yeah, if, because if you people know, aren't going to be... Know, if you know you can get more time, people aren't going to be pissed that you went over time. Well, I think people won't hold them accountable for right. it. Like, even on the left, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, bitching about it right now, but 
it's not something that I was like Mike Pence deserved to lose the the debate. Right. Uh, whereas when Trump was, you know, like a bull in a china shop and marching all over the place, even his own supporters were like, "Yeah, that was bad." You know, in the Batman movie, um, what's the what, what was the name of the one with Bane? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. You know how like when, so Bane like comes he goes into the football stadium. Yeah. Tells the little boy he's got a beautiful voice, but then he tells everybody there that like one person in Gotham has the remote, like the detonator. Yeah. Um, I think that they could do something like that with the debates. Like find one person, give them the detonator, or give them like the the, the ability, <laughs> not the detonator. <laughs> give them the ability to mute either candidate. You have to find an unbiased person. Yeah. Because Brian loved to talk when Pence was talking. I When he went <laughs> when over he his was, two minutes. It was more than that. When I, he went over his two minutes. Brian's like, oh, Kamala's done talking? I guess I can say whatever I want. <laughs> no, I, talk, I talked once or twice when she was. It was, it was frustrating because, you know. He, his answers were much, much more long-winded. Not only that, but there was this element of Kamala has to not only provide an answer she has to factor rebut yeah which we talked about that's that was a good it was a great strategy by Pence. and so here's the thing if i'm let me let me not bury the lead here right i would say kamala won but not as decided decisively as i thought she would like when i thought oh kamala versus pence i thought she would mow him over i thought pence did a really nice job of kind of holding his own and since you ruined the surprise what you already said who won. Yeah. I think now you're going to have to convince me that she won throughout this podcast. Sure. I'm, and I'm not saying that Mike Pence won. I'm just kind of like, I, you know what I mean? This is how I get with some political debates. And like that's why, um, you know, I'm more than happy to do this for the podcast because it does hold me to accountable yeah. to kind of g- declare a winner in my own mind. Um, but also it's just got to be. So much nicer to hear somebody else talk about it than <laughs> listen to a couple of politicians bullshit for an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. Well, and, and the reason I spoiled it was not only to to let the listeners know where I fell on this. You can officially stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, Give us a yeah. <laughs> Give us a listen. Let's just shut it off now. <laughs> so one of the metrics that they they look at our podcast, you know, when we're looking at plays and stuff, and as we grow, we're we're very conscientious of of listening metrics. And one way they judge a listen is if it's basically gone seventy five percent of the way. Right. So we should probably end now since I gave. Oh that. yeah, this would be our first hundred percent episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways. The reason I say Kamala Harris won, the reason I say it so early is because I do want to acknowledge Pence did a really nice job. And I disagreed with a lot of what he said. I disagreed with... Policy-wise, you mean, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and also facts. Like he... Oh, yeah, yeah. C- certain facts, like he tried we'll to... We'll get mislead. into it, yeah. But I think in general his demeanor and I think he held his ground and then he had the one really strong moment with the packing the court. So in general, I thought he did, he did a very nice job. It was better than his performance against Tim Kaine, um, which Tim Kaine wasn't even that great. I think, I think Kamala Harris is a much better candidate for vice president. I think she's a better debater. She's, you know, got prosecutorial history and that also showed, but I think he was much better prepared this this time around and he knew he knew when to pivot he knew 
I'm not going to answer this question. And, and Kamala did too. When they were, when the health of the presidents came up, they both pivoted immediately. Yeah. yeah. And that's a wise decision because hey, I thought it was a shitty question. You're asking it's a you're, legitimate question though. I would have liked to hear it answered. Well, so, so what Kamala did say was everything should be transparent. The medical history, like the medical mm-hmm. well being. And the tax records, and that was a way for her to squeeze in the tax I don't shot. think she actually said. No, she did. 100%. She said mm. that everything should be transparent, whether it's medical or tax You're records. right, yeah. And that's how she could squeeze like, in the yeah. tax records. And then she she didn't stay on the medical aspect of it. She pivoted towards the tax, tax records. But yeah. she did say everything should be transparent. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pence totally dodged it, which, fine. I, I Personally, like I said, I thought it was a shitty question. Would I like to know the the state of health of my president? Absolutely. I think it's more than that. What's your plan? I think it's a good. I, I, that's why I think it's it's so important. And we're skipping ahead here too because that wasn't even the first yeah. question. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's get on track. Let's go chronologically. Yeah. yeah. So the first que- the first topic, and because I'm not going to even go by questions because there was yeah yeah ninety minutes. Oh, let's and go like, back to that for a second. Yeah. I thought the framework of this debate was, was silly. Was absolute dog crap. Because I think that when. Chris Wallace planned for his. He knew that he, there's no way they were going to go on time. And so that's why he made that. Wasn't it like 15 minute segments? It was six segments 15. for 15 minutes. Yeah. This was supposed to be 10 segments. No. What was it? Nine segments? It was, it was, it was 90 minutes. 90 minutes. And it was supposed to be like 10 minutes. So it was, it was, yeah, it was 10 minute segments, nine segments. Yeah. For ninety minutes, that's you know what I mean because you're 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 and you're, he, she was still only giving them uh, the two minute response time, which you know they're going to go over. So there, you're already down, okay? And then you're giving what like she said she was going to be giving like a four minute, so two more minutes each candidate for responses, mm-hmm. which it was just like so un, uneven in my opinion. I think that you know what I mean. A lot of the times when Pence had that that chance to rebut. Um, he, I mean, he easily went four minutes himself. Yeah, and and I don't understand why it's two minutes. Wouldn't wouldn't your main point be three? Like, okay, so we have yeah, the, ten agree. minute segments. Like yeah. each one gets five minutes. Why wouldn't your point be three minutes and then two minutes to rebut? Like the emphasis I, I, should I, I, be on, on your, your own point. We're on your answer. Yeah, not a, not on the the rebut. I think it's oh, yeah. So like a, like a four minute answer segment. Then you get eight. Then you each have a minute to respond. That's what I want. I want all substance. Yeah, and, and and just from a standpoint of okay, we the six question framework I think worked. It's just that you know Trump didn't allow it to work because he was in, interrupting constantly. That was like an uphill battle. There was no way to win that. Well, and and but the framework was good. Yeah. Right. And the other thing I didn't like was. Chris Wallace released that to the public. The public knew what to expect. Yeah. They could kind and of Susan didn't. Yeah. And and Susan Page did not. And I thought that was kind of detrimental. I know it was supposed to I think she was be, trying to get like a gotcha moment. Yeah, and <clears throat> I know there's been suspicions of like even in 2016 or like town halls now like oh, who is fed the the questions blah blah right. blah. So I do understand from that aspect, like, oh, we don't want them to know. You don't know the exact question, but, like, have a framework that is known by everyone what yeah. it is to... Because like, it was all be speculation. Yeah. Everything online was speculation as far as, well, here's what we think will be covered, and some of it was right, but not a whole lot of it. Yeah. So I if- also I also didn't like <clears throat> that the questions were geared a certain way, both against them. Like, it was... 
there were moments where it felt like the question was designed to to attack Pence or attack Harris. Right. And I didn't like that. Like I think sometimes in some situations both. Well, yeah, it, it's more like, hey, talk about the coronavirus pandemic response now and how you would do it yeah, going forward. I agree. Like that's how it should be framed. Not, you know, with Kamala Harris, I think it was like the prosecutorial history or something with Pence. It was, I don't remember, but I remember Kamala Harris literally sitting back and like saying, oh, like, okay, this is going to Pence, but it felt like it was an attack on Pence and, and there right. were moments similar to Harris. So I just didn't like that. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I mean, that's something we can definitely agree on. And I was actually kind of surprised when you and I uh, were talking about it at the end of the debate. Why? That we just thought that she was, I'm sorry to say, but she was a terrible moderator. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Not the right person for the job. Not well. I mean, it was well organized, but I think it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just felt. It's a bummer. There was moments for her to hold the candidates accountable for their answers and she didn't. And then I was very, very frustrated with allowing Mike Pence to go over, but ship back to Kamala Harris. And it's like, no, no, you have 15 seconds. And I understand you wanted to get all of your questions in too. Right. But like, be like, all right, well screw it. I'm at the drop two questions because I need to give her a fair amount of time to respond. And you know, one thing I learned and back when I was a teacher was you don't leave an educational moment behind. Like you have a lesson plan in mind. And then you're moving through it and all of a sudden a great discussion can appear. You go with that discussion. I was actually talking with um, a friend, Christine, who's a listener, and she was talking about how this professor used to do that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of the goal was have those educational moments where people just actually start to connect. And I felt like it was more about the moderator's agenda to get through all the questions. Like it's the teacher's agenda to get through the whole lesson plan. No, like, let's learn. Let's talk more about this policy. Like, if those two candidates are really fired up about something, let them go down that road. Not to mention it's a good opportunity since there was not, there was almost zero policy talked about in the actual presidential debate. Oh, agree. Yeah. Big, big time agree. I mean, we were able to, you and I deciphered a lot. Some, yeah. (laughs) I I thought, I thought, you know, we deciphered a good amount, uh, but in general, there was a lot of just barking and all that so here we had a lot more bite we had we had actual substance which was good let's get into that yeah the first thing that they talked about again so what i was saying earlier is um didn't break this down by question just because there was multiple like mini questions within yeah, the question agreed. so i just did like main topics and so the first one was coronavirus which i think fair point again you know what i mean and I'll, i'm gonna say here that i think out of both candidates I almost got identical response, or I heard identical responses almost to the presidential debate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we essentially, Kamala Harris said, you know, they forfeited the right to, to earn a second chance to fix this because their response has been so poor. And then going over the facts, 210,000 dead, uh, job loss, all of that. I think Pence, you know, hit his talking point of President Trump executing on the travel ban. Yeah, uh, which you know he they thought would save lives. You know, Bill Gates has actually come out and said that actually was probably a poor thing to do um, because it forced like a flood of people and they didn't have an actual response team, um, like at the airports to to test people coming in and you know get some some sort of response. So there was this flood that was basically 
so on paper, not traced at yeah. all. So I wouldn't I wouldn't condemn them for that. I do think you know rationally like oh well let's cut it down and quarantine ourselves right. off. I do understand that, but hanging your hat on that when we look back, it's actually who knows if that was actually the most beneficial thing to do. As a talking point, it works, and oh, I think for sure. I think, you know, especially when really you're in, stuck to that. Yeah, especially when you are the person in charge of the COVID response team. Yeah, that I think that was a really hard topic for Pence uh, in terms of it's hard to say you've done a good job when you compare us to all the other countries and all, you know, you know, we don't we have all these resources and we didn't do a, a great enough job. But I think he I hit the, hard, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. My two minutes is up. Go ahead. <laughs> Susan. <laughs> Susan, if I may. So I, I think they, he hits the the ventilators and stuff like that, which is their main talking point. You know, and Kamala rebuts that with, or uh, Senator Harris rebuts that with, oh, well, we didn't get enough PPE gear and all that, you know, out as well. So I, I, I do think it was kind of a um, tilted field, right, towards Harris, like, I don't know how Pence can even win that argument because we know it's been a shitty response, period. Yeah, and that's a tough thing for me to even speak on because, like, I, you know what I mean? I don't even know how I would handle it, you know? So that makes it difficult, too. Yeah, so, that's fair. I mean, I, fe- I feel for him, I guess. Um, Well, here's the thing. I will say this. He, he and, and, and President Trump have done a terrible job of modeling the behavior that they wanted to see. And this came back up during the super spreader thing. And he talks about, you know, the American people doing their job, blah, blah, blah. And they're doing the social distancing, which is, you know, uh, the Trump administration tried to kind of implement. But he didn't like talk about how maybe that was a mistake to hold that event or anything like that. Once again, there's no accountability from the Trump administration. So. When it comes to the pandemic response, I understand that it could be difficult. But when we know masks are good and blah, 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 Karen Pence, uh, I think Karen Pence, Mike Pence's so. wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she came up to the stage without a mask. Yes. Like Kamala Harris's husband came up to the stage with a mask, meaning he had been wearing it in the right. And I'm sure she was wearing it in the crowd, but it's like, why wouldn't you wear it there? Just as a signifier of this is the proper in good faith, thing to yeah, do, I agree, right? And and you you and I talked about it, or you were making you know some comments like, oh, the the reporter is still wearing the mask; she's really dedicated. Oh yeah, and I know we joke about that, but like that is a, a symbol, like it's a modeling a certain behavior, and and I think that's something that the Trump administration has failed to do is model a behavior that the Americans should follow. No, I think that's a great, a very good point. Um, anything else that really hit you from this segment? No, I, I, I mean, think... they, br- they brought up, I mean, no, not really for coronavirus, because they didn't even bring up um, like healthcare until later on. Yeah, I, I, which was surprising to me. I thought that they would have been lumped together because it's such a natural transition. Yeah, I do think. Kamala Harris brought up the idea of like a federal mask mandate yeah, and, you know, provisions to actually move the stimulus bill into action, stuff like that. But yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything for the coronavirus. Yeah. I do want to note that um, Pence did say that from the very first day, Trump has put health, the health of the American people first. 
That's why, he, and that's when he transitions immediately to the ban on travel from China. Yeah, <laughs> from day one, and by day twenty, he was calling it a democratic hoax. So, yeah, he also told uh, Kamala that their plan was plagiarism because it was exactly his and Donald Trump's plan. Yeah, which I don't know. I didn't touch on that. Yeah, earlier. I didn't, sorry, I, it's all coming back to me now. I, I, I. I just I don't understand how you can say it's plagiarism when and she pointed out like you might have said those things but none of them came to fruition and it was completely ineffective when you were running the show yeah and some things may be coming to us uh, a little bit later than you would than like we want to be thinking of them because we literally just watched the debates yeah yeah absolutely we didn't take notes like we did last time well we tried to but we definitely tried to I think you know what it was it was actually harder for me to take notes in this one because it, it, it felt more engaging because it was actually listening. I felt like I had to listen. Like I felt with the Trump one, it's like I can write down one or two sentences and it's like because I Because of they're the just 72 fuck, interruptions, yeah, I, now I have just fucking, interruption period. Yeah, now they're just babbling at each other. I can take a break here. <laughs> come on, man. Just come shut on. up. Just shut up, man. I can be n- taking notes right now. <laughs> All right, so then this gets back to the, what, the point that we were already touching on. Yeah. So the next big topic was... A basically a contingency plan if the president passes away, yeah, or is incapacitated. Yeah, yeah. There is there a disability plan in place, and I think both of them dodged it. And like I said at the top of the podcast, like I thought that the question was a shitty question to ask because I I do understand everyone's concern with both President Trump, who actually has the infection of COVID right now and right. has displayed. You know, he had to go to the hospital. He was on some of the most, you know, uh, aggressive drugs to to cure it or, you know, deal with it. And has had some, I would say, episodes of mania, you know, tweeting furiously about voting and whatnot. And, and, you know, Joe Biden has had his mental acuity come, you know, come up a lot. And so I do understand that there is a level of concern with both presidents, you know, uh, medical history and prognosis going forward. But it's just such a terrible question to ask at this particular juncture of. It's not really a terrible question. I think it's an important question to ask. We, this, we just went over this. Yeah. but I just think we need to FDR it. You know what I mean? If you don't talk about it, it's not real. <laughs> I just listened to that one today. <laughs> so we, we, we often refer to the very presidential podcast, you know, podcasting is a community. So we always want to, you know, boost up ones that are way more boosted than us. <laughs> but FDR was the most uh, most recent one, and they talk about how everyone knew he had polio and was in a wheelchair, but they did everything they could to kind of take that out of the public eye right. and, and not really address it often because then it was the focus was on the policy. So, yeah. All right. Well, so just so we don't repeat ourselves, we'll move on to the next one because we kind of already hammered out. Um, One thing I do want to yeah, want to yeah, say yeah, about yeah. that though is Pence lied about the doctors being transparent, and even the doctor how so? So the doctor talked about his everything was totally fine and blah okay. blah blah, and then a day later said yes he misled people because he didn't want to misconstrue anything. Or, he was just trying to do what Donald Trump did. Well, exactly, but that's not being forthright and honest. So I understand like you're trying to keep everyone calm, but when you're asked a question and you not only deflect, but answer, you know, the opposite of the truth, you're lying. So when he said, oh yeah, everything is fine. Blood ox is all fine. And then we find out, you know, his blood ox dropped twice. He's on a steroid. So 
Penn said, well, everyone's been very transparent. That's not the truth. So, I mean, do I think they need to be fully transparent? You know, that's debatable. But to say that they have been, I think it's I think it's important to talk about, though, just to go back to that point, because I mean, at this point, you know what I mean? You could be voting for the vice president. Yeah, this debate could be the vice president for both. But no, 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 this could be what I'm saying is we could be voting for not the president, but for the vice president. Yeah, you know yeah. Essentially, saying? the vice president will take over for either one of the yeah, candidates. Correct. Yes, I, I, I do understand that, and I do, I do understand people's concern and wanting to know. I just think it's a very difficult question to publicly state. You know, there should there's always a contingency plan. There always right, should be. Right. Obama, Bush, whoever has taken office, there should be a contingency plan. It's called the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Should they be disabled? There's a plan in place. Right. The vice president takes over. I don't understand the question. Wasn't that Tyler though? Huh? No, Tyler. it's the Twenty Fifth Amendment. No, 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 but Tyler was the president that took over the vice president yes. who like kind of made that the thing. Yeah, but it is the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Correct. So, yeah. No. No. Absolutely. So, so yes. to actually have yes. a succession of the presidency is really important. Right. So, and that happened after because FDR was the Twenty Second Amendment. So. To you know, make sure there's two term, two term so. yeah. Next one. <laughs> um, Taxes, okay. right? Uh, no, went to jobs next. Okay, yeah, I, I consider that taxes and economic recovery. I they did it was a jobs question. I don't know. How did you feel about it? Well, I think it was more of the same. In what? In what sense? <laughs> Um, in the sense that, uh, Kamala, uh, Senator Harris, as Brian says, well, I know yeah. we can say Kamala, well, she's yeah. not listening. Yeah. But it was funny because the, oh yeah, the moderator, moderator did it. She's said, like, you can call me Kamala. Yeah. But I also don't call Mike. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to just call Kamala, but I like her name. Yeah, that's true. I like her first name. Anyways, Senator Harris. Yeah. Uh, Senator H, uh. I think that she, I mean, she just hammered hammered on the points that there's been so much, there's been no, um, or there's been slower job growth, um, you know, the economy's at an all-time low, uh, job, or um, unemployment's at an all-time low, all that, all these kind of things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just hammering home the same points that Biden hit, same points that have been going on for a long time. I have a hard time with these ones because there's the coronavirus. I know that the economy wasn't perfect before. Yeah, but was, I'm just saying stalling. this is like, but I'm just saying this is an unforeseen circumstance. Mm-hmm. So like to say that like this is your fault. Well, I mean, I guess you can put that on them because you're saying that, okay, well, they didn't handle it correctly. But mm-hmm. again, it's something unprecedented. And so I had a hard time with that. And then, of course, you know, Pence came back with the uh, no job. We've what did he say? What's the number they always spit out? I should know. It's like 6.5 million jobs or something yeah. like that they've created. Well, and he also attacked the Obama 2008 recovery. Correct. Yeah. Which is a is a for That's- me a ridiculous talking point because it was one of the worst recessions we've ever had and it basically led to the first 2 years of the Trump administration's success in terms of economics. They took on a, tra- a trajectory that was already going up and you know the deficit was shrunk and all of those good things. So 
and in more power to the Trump administration, like, hey, you were keeping that going, that trajectory continued going up. Right. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But to downplay the Obama recovery, the Obama administration recovery versus now, you you had significant more losses and haven't gotten us to where everyone feels comfortable. And most notably, and I wish Senator Harris would have gone after this. Donald Trump just said no more talking about the stimulus until after the election. He's holding the right. country hostage. Basically, which he can't even really do because, I mean, I think Biden-Harris would come out with some sort of a stimulus check. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is you know, he's saying not until after the election. Yeah. They can ram a justice through. Right. But they but don't, have, not, time they don't have time for the, right. corona, the coronavirus. And then... Priorities. He, then he walks back. It walks it back and says, "Hey, we need to get you know the airlines you know taken care of today." It's like, which do you want? And I wish at that moment Senator Harris would have gone after that. I mean, I know, hell, we're podcasting in our garage, and sometimes I forget things to hammer mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So I can understand her missing that, especially because it came out what today or yesterday. So I understand her missing that, but I think that would have been a real nail in the coffin. Yeah. Like, what did you what did you think about the whole tax conversation? I think it was really well done uh by both Harris and Pence. I think Pence really acknowledged like, "Hey, you're going to be raising taxes." And Harris went back twice to say it's not going to affect people and, making yeah, anybody, more than 400,000. Yeah, exactly. And I think less than 400,000. Yeah, less than 400,000. So to say that over and over is really important because people need to know taxes are going to be raised but it's most likely not going to affect you because it's not going to affect the majority of America. And what that's going to do is climb back the $2 trillion or $1.6 right. that Trump lost. Why does everybody, why does everyone always say, and I think Trump's attacked him on it before, that he'll end up raising the taxes on the middle class? Because no one holds him accountable. It's That's it. Yeah, because like he can say what he wants. So I won't see a, a tax hike. You shouldn't. I I don't know what you, I I know your podcast isn't making you four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't completely comment. Yeah. But yes, I I do think essentially it would be rolling back to what the o- Obama tax plan was. Right. So there's no difference. So everyone knows what it is. So there's this element of. You know, they can say things and it just sticks in the minds of the people right, that support yeah. them and they don't let that go. Yeah. Uh, next thing I have is hurricanes and wildfires. And again, these are just like breakdowns. So this is more so talking about environment. So I don't think this is one that I thought Pence loss is so bad it could almost cost him the debate. He tried to I, I, yeah, deny. He tried, he tried to, to deny, deny climate, climate change, change yeah. in so many different routes without saying it's a hoax, which the president has done. Right. And he even tried to bring up, or I think Harris brought up when Trump was talking about the wildfires. He he said science doesn't know. Right. And Pence really tried to play off of that, and he, he like he led off with, "Well, you know, we know climate is changing, but we don't know what's, what's causing cha- yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. I thought it was absolute and utter bullshit. Yeah. Emphasis on the utter because, you know, methane comes from cows and they have udders. 
Well played, sir. <laughs> it was it was utter. Couch I don't it. like. I don't. I wish she would have came more into. And this is another thing I didn't like about um, the way that Susan Page did this was. I feel like she should have just come out and asked the question. A lot of the times she would ask one question. So she started this whole debate on environment by talking about, again, hurricanes, wildfires, all that kind of stuff. She should have just came out and said it because otherwise you have to wait for the teleprompter to come up at the bottom or the little like highlight thing at the bottom. What do they call that? Yeah. I don't know. The thing. Yeah. The banner. (laughs) The banner. Thank you. The Bruce banner. (laughs) <laughs> um, you gotta wait for that and then you're like oh shit so she's asking about this yeah. okay yeah. my bad you know what yeah. I mean I'm like I don't fucking get it like yeah we've had a bad hurricane fucking year but um, I wish she would have came out with that because then the next point they touched on was the Green New Deal which I knew was going to come up in this in this particular portion of the debate um, I think Pence did an okay job here of kind of like saying well listen I, 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 I hear you guys when you say you're not you know, participating in the Green New Deal, but you were also the first person to co-sponsor co-sponsor it uh, in the Senate. And if you look at your guys's website, I mean, it's almost a word for it's a verbatim of what the yeah, Green New so, Deal said. So there is a lot of it's a, a lot of similarities between the two, and Biden has made it, you know, his climate change plan. But if we're being serious, like there are a lot of similarities. Right. But one is like there's no like removal of fracking, fracking yeah, and that's that a big, big deal one. to a lot of people. And I'm I'm very frustrated with the Trump campaign. I think Pence did a better job, yeah, of attacking I think he was that just because much more he mild mannered. Well, but he also brought up that you know Biden, you know, he attacked Biden first, and that failed because Biden has openly said fracking will remain, just no expansion of it. But Pence also went after Harris because she did say she was against fracking altogether, which personally I am as well. We need to be moving towards sustainability, but that's a big point. Fine. So I think he did a nice job of attacking that. But in terms of the climate change discussion, he didn't even have a plan because he doesn't believe in it. And that is absolutely daunting to me. We are falling behind. And I think... You know, Harris did a really nice job of bringing this up. Like, we were innovators, and we need to continue to be innovators, and that's what the Biden climate change plan is going to do. It's going to create jobs, and it's going to force innovation. We're going to allocate funds and research and money to go towards self-sustainability, and that is the goal of any country, of any business, of any home. You want to be as self-sustainable as possible. You don't want to be dependent on commodities from other countries, that you are probably adversaries with, right? We're not friends with Russia. As much as people would like, you know, to acknowledge that Trump is friends with Putin, we're not we're not direct allies, and we don't want to be dependent on their oil. So moving towards self-sustainability is a big deal to me. And I think Pence completely denying climate change and having no plan to attack it. Absolutely lost this this segment. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I noted here is actually because this is why I, where I got confused about the tax thing here because I wrote about what Ka- uh, Kamala says about the Green New Deal and for whatever reason she brought taxes up during that. She goes, and I'm just and and, and Biden won't. What did you, I don't have the exact quote, but something along the lines of we won't increase taxes. This is where she drove the point yeah, home again. She I'm was, not sure why though. She was going back to the prior segment. 
because no, because this is after. Because this is after the hurricane talk, after the wildfire talk, because they both talk about how horrible both those things are, and then they went into the Green New Deal. Yeah. And then they answered another set of questions there. Yeah. I think it was more to continue rebutting the idea of the taxes mm. over pe- for people under but she keeps And she said again, too, that they're not going to use the Green New Deal. I don't know why they're so... Are they just scared because like the base of 100%. People? Yeah. It's the difference of... We call it climate change now which is bullshit. It was global warming. It has a bad tone. It scares people. Socialism is really, really bad, except when everyone uses it because we have police officers in public schools and all of that. Socialism to a degree. That's a social program. Right. I understand. It's socialism. At its core, the value of public education, the, the police officers, firefighters, that is socialism. Now, we are not it a socialist country. held by socialists. Okay. I don't think it is socialism. There's no debating that. That's a socialist. It's a social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm okay. not saying we're socialists. I'm saying that's socialism. No, I know. But like the moment you say socialism, it's all bad. Just stay away, right? Med- Medicare for all. Socialism. Get rid of it. No way. But that's a digression. What I will say is this. The same thing happens with the Green New Deal. It's a It's a phrase that triggers people that are you know, against progressivism. So they want to change that. And it's a climate change plan. It's, it's, I think it's going to be very similar with some adjustments like no fracking or no removal of fracking, etc. But I think in general, it's just the same idea of, hey, we need to move towards self-sustainability. It's going to cost us money. So we need to tax properly to get there. Yeah, well, and you also have to reallocate a lot of taxes because I think the price of the Green New Deal was something outrageous. Well, they were talking in the trillions. Yeah. Like single-digit trillions, but I I don't know. Trillions in general is a lot of money. doesn't matter how many trillions. Well, right. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying is like, okay, you know, Trump can do tax cuts and it costs us 1.6 trillion. No, oh my gosh. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm just saying like. Yeah. Yeah, because that's still be so even even if you take that money, so you 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 get rid of Trump's tra- tax plan, okay, you get the whatever trillion dollars back, mm-hmm. okay, awesome. We have another problem. We're in a lot of debt, so it's not like we can take that money and just immediately shove it into a fucking Green New Deal. You know what I mean? Like we have people to pay back for things. I, I I that's what I don't like about this. I love the idea of green energy. I love the idea of moving forward. With that I think that the idea behind a Green New Deal is fantastic right i so, think it's kind of like forcing people's hand at things which that part i don't like no so here's why but I, go ahead no it's okay go ahead i cut i cut you off all the time dude please <laughs> <laughs> i think we need to force people's hand it's become and that urgent saying, and it's i'm not saying that that's that not urgent. Right. I, I, I i'm not disagreeing with you so there. when we talk about we've run up debt i agree and it's terrible. but i think if we're going to start forcing everyone's hand in the u.s we need to go fucking force china to do something we need to force China, Russia to do China, something. China is I know, dumping China, more money. No, 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 no. Well, you can. No, 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 no. China has dumped more money than any country in the that. world. Towards but they're the most energy. effed up. Right, I understand. But they're at least doing something. We're not doing things. I and 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 we've only gone. No, we've only right regressed. On. So right this on. is this is the idea. This is the idea of the 2020 election. Is do we continue regressing or do we actually start to try and progress? And this is, this like is what's what on the there. table. Like it's, it's one or the other. And if you're going to choose, 
do you want to continue to regress? Like, absolutely not. It makes no sense. So I understand the criticisms of every country in the world. And China does need to do a better job of, you know, cutting down their pollution. But they've also dumped, you know, for for all that they do wrong, they're doing the equal amount right. So is it? I don't know about that. They're trying to do the equal amount right. Okay, fair enough. What I'm saying is, is hey. Well, words matter. Sure. They're attempting. We're not. Right. No, Simple and, as that. And that's true too. So when we talk but about. But we're far better off than they are. I'm just I'm bringing forward all the points. You're absolutely right. We should be piling as much money money into it as China is. Yeah, we're not even close. But we're also we should hold ourselves to a higher standard. We shouldn't be lowering the bar, saying, "Hey, China does this shit. Why don't we?" And that's not what I was that's not what I was getting at at all. No, I know you're not. But but that's the messaging of the right. They they talk in a very similar fashion as you. That's how about we say that is a a. That's the position held by ignorant people. Take that, Republicans. <laughs> I don't, I, but I, I don't I, even know how to respond to that. But the thing, with that, the thing with that is, though, I do have friends that are Republican mm-hmm. that are, like, super into the environment, too. Yeah, so you absolutely. can't really even I'm say not... that. So that's why you can't really say that it's the... My, my whole point with that was you can't say it's just the right doing it. Because, no. you know, I'm sure you could find people that are on the left that are like, Fucking sure. littering out their fucking car windows. Okay, but here, so okay. I see people with fucking Bernie stickers and okay, so and, hold and, on, and hold Biden on. stickers throwing their bullshit out the windows. Brian, I've <laughs> so fucking here, seen it. I know. So here's the thing, and this is something I want everyone Green to understand. Green New Deal, my ass. The thing I want people to understand <laughs> is you, on an individual level, cutting your carbon footprint is a great thing. Absolutely. If you're caught co- like composting, you're driving an electric car. Rain barrels. But in the big scheme of things, it means jack shit when you have massive corporations dumping oil, dumping plastic. Don't say that it means jack shit, though, because that'll tell people, that'll make people not want to do it anymore. Well, if it, if it doesn't matter. I understand. But what I'm trying to tell you is we need to hold corporations. my McDonald's wrapper out the fucking window. <laughs> we need to hold corporations responsible oh, before we agreed. say at an individual level, hey, you need to be more responsible. So It starts with one seed, Brian. Well, I'm trying to plant I think that's from Fern Gully. <laughs> with the with the idea how important this is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and the 2020 election has so many massively tilting subjects. Whether it's you know the importance of democracy, you know the environment, um, the recovery of the pandemic, the handling of the pandemic, the 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 future of America is so hinged on all of these matters and i don't think all republicans don't you know deny that there's climate change or something like that right but the problem is is the president does and he is the chief of the party he's the chief of the party so when i say the republican party or the republicans i mean the republican party not my neighbor down the street who has a trump pence you know sign in his front yard do i hold him accountable for global warming no but the person he's supporting is speaking for him on science. I had this discussion with someone. They're like, yeah, well, Trump doesn't speak for me on science. Yes, he does. He speaks for you, and he speaks for me. He's our fucking president. And we're not holding him accountable for something that science has proven and the rest of the world is taking seriously. So when we have these things that are so urgent, we start to see the clock ticking. You know, We have the nuclear clock ticking towards midnight. The world is ticking towards midnight, and we have to take care of it now. Yeah, otherwise the new year will start and we'll have gotten nothing done. 
There's your there's, levity. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so I think, you know, for me, Harris really hammered home the urgency. It spoke to me as obviously I'm voting a certain way, but yeah. it did speak to me. It resonated with me. I hope it resonated with those those middle voters that aren't quite sure. Um, we've seen a lot of trending and polling data saying that you know it's starting to swing very heavily towards Biden, but there are still a lot of people that are going to be you know. You said it, that the voting turnout is going to be historic. Yeah. And we heard 4 million people have already voted. Boom, roasted. So Kevin was 100% right. I said it'll probably be very close to the same. They're projecting a, a historic turnout. So, Senator Bryan, I am going to cut you off here and move on to the next question. <laughs> okay. Because your 15, but Susan, sec- your, your, but fi- Susan- your 15 seconds are up. <laughs> you know, we got to keep moving okay. because there's a lot of stuff okay. to cover. And um, yeah. I'm okay with an hour and a half like we did for the last debate, but I'm not okay with going into two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get to listen. Remember, I said mostly we got to get 75%. Well, mostly because it's almost 11 o'clock already Oh man! Uh, on a Wednesday night. Um, and Kevin's lame. Kevin doesn't like to party. Um, <laughs> the next big subject. You ready for this? This is where they started going into... Um, bringing up the, like the whole COVID thing and Donald Trump saying that um, China will pay for giving us COVID. Yeah. So they didn't really, and this is like a good like portion of like um, to really point out like the redirection because my first note on here was about Pence talking about this was going back to trade he backed up the trade and started talking about how Kamala uh, didn't agree with their new, like their new revamped NAFTA is what I'm going to call right, it. But right, yeah. right. Well, I think, I think that was a really good point by Mike Pence to bring up how, you know, jobs did drift South in NAFTA. Uh, I think he said it was like 200,000 jobs manufacturing moved South of the border after the NAFTA agreement, et cetera. Uh, but then Harris brought up how we lost 300,000 manufacturing jobs just in the last three years under the, with the Trump, uh, China tariffs. And I think, I don't think it was a wise pivot for Pence to go to the tariffs because they haven't, because they haven't been as effective as they would have hoped. Right. I think in general, there was like this hope that the tariffs would be effective, but what people don't realize is basically we have to pay more for the goods. Right. Because, they're just going to tack it onto their yeah. Their they just tack price, it on, yeah. or they find you know some other you know manufacturing. We talked about this in the past podcast about you know Chinese tariffs, right? And essentially, they went to like Hong Kong, Taiwan, um, and I think some Eastern European companies uh, for for manufacturing instead of just saying, "Hey, we're going to bring more manufacturing jobs here." Companies still went the cheapest route possible, right? So. We lost 300,000 jobs. I think the other big thing, and I wish Harris would have tackled this a little bit more, is she kind of alluded to how it affected agriculture, but she didn't talk about how there was a $28 billion bailout for farmers because essentially, especially with dairy, like yeah. China was one of our biggest imp- or export. We exported dairy to China, like the highest in the world. That was right. like our highest... Um, trade partner regarding dairy. It was more than that too. It was like wheat. It was a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All, all kinds of things. But dairy was like really hit because a lot of other places do have dairy farms, whereas China just can't keep up. 
So we were exporting a ton of dairy products to China and these tariffs basically forced China to look a different route for their dairy products. And that really, really punished, you know, American farmers. So she brought it up. I wish she would have hammered like, hey, you guys had to supplement. Not only did we not make money off of this, we lost money because we had to subsidize farmers, $28 billion, and then some. So I think Trump recently said he he passed like another $12 billion or something. And he did that for the farmers. It's like, we wouldn't have had to have done that had you not started this yeah. trade war. I mean, I understand why they did the tariffs, and it would have been cool if it worked, but yeah, it definitely backfired. So, and, and that's where I was like, okay, so why is Pence pivoting at this point to do that? I didn't, I didn't quite I think because he was trying thing. to, I think he was trying to focus it less on China and more on their success with the whole new NAFTA. Yeah. I what mean, do they it, call it now, though? It's not called NAFTA anymore. I don't know. Yeah, there's another, it's like. Yeah, the MC, is it MCA? No, it's more letters than that. We'll look it up. Okay. So um, we also learned during this segment that uh, Joe Biden's a cheerleader for China, according to Pence. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense for me. I, I mean, I know that there's the whole thing that they, you know, and supposedly they disproved the whole, is it Hunter Biden? Yes. Taking money? Yeah. So they, they supposedly disproved it from Russia, but now, I mean, there's other things out there saying that he took money from China to... Yeah, they're um, just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, yeah, and it works. You know what it, I was going to say? You know what I was going to say to you earlier because I brought that up when Brian and I were watching the debates. And yeah. actually, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll edit it a little bit, but um, I did record Brian and I listening to the debates just so I could hear all the things Brian said again and again and again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I almost brought this up there because I, I said I, I was joking and I said to the TV like. Bring up the three point five million. <laughs> yeah, and Brian's like they disproved that. And what I wanted to say is, didn't they supposedly disprove Trump colluding with Russia? No, supposedly so, they did. No. So what Pence is referring to, and Pence brought this up, and I thought he framed it so well because he said they disproved it. And basically, is anybody else enjoying Brian saying nice things about the opposing side? Yeah. So well, and that's the thing. I'll always give credit where it's due, but. Trump just usually gives me nothing. Anyways, there was no conviction. So they can say like, oh, it's disproven because there's no conviction, right? Right. But what fails to be understood is that the Mueller investigation had enough evidence to bring forth charges. These, the Republican Senate said, no, we're not convicting. So it wasn't like there was this unbiased jury deciding it was obviously a very politically motivated moment. And because the party in power was the one judging their own party member, the leader of their party, who they later, later made the platform of the party, of course they're going to say, nah, nah. Mm -mm. So I, I, it was a very well executed framing, but it's not accurate. All right, next subject. Ready? Yeah. I'm going to try to keep it moving along here. Why? I just want to talk about just, this all night. I, well, me too, but I also I don't want to I just want to talk about it till the sun goes down. It's already down. Oh, it's too late. Right, We're done. Right. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next subject that they brought up was, um, it was actually similar because they were trying to play off like foreign, like almost like a foreign policy yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah. They went into, what is your definition of American leadership 
and then the reason I think this kind of fits into that foreign policy is they brought up the Iran deal. So I think that, uh, let's just take a quick moment and go into that. So Brian, I think you'll probably have a lot to say there. Well, so why don't you kind of go into that? Cause I think this was actually a really good point that was brought up. Yeah. I think the abandoning the Iran deal was problematic for two major reasons. Number one, it left our allies in a lurch. It left them on their own. And that's something Harris did a really nice job of kind of pointing out was we are making friends with adversaries. We're, you know, defending or inviting, we're inviting Putin and Russia into the G7 summit. We're, you know, basically visiting Kim Jong-un in, in you know, legitimizing a, an authoritarian dictator that we haven't recognized in the past. And yet, when it comes to our allies who we've fought world wars with, we are, you know, going against. So like Britain and, and France and, you know, we've become allies with Germany since. And it's like Canada, we're, we're right next to Canada and we're leaving them out in the cold. And it, Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. So we're leaving them kind of trying to salvage this deal. And in the meantime, the other major issue with leaving that deal was it allowed the Iranians to essentially start arming themselves with nuclear power. Yeah. And that's why I think it was such a good point, because I totally disagree with this. I think that, you know what I mean? We were already involved. It was something that we should have stayed involved with. I Uh, agree. I I agree with some of the the criticisms of it. Like essentially it was Obama sent four hundred billion dollars. It was a bribe. Yeah. Please stop making nuclear arms. We'll give you four hundred billion dollars. Yeah. So fine. And they're like, we will take this and buy uranium. Is it four hundred billion or four hundred million? I think it was four hundred million. That sounds a little more accurate. I think four hundred billion is a lot. Um, They took that money and bought weapons grade uranium. Yeah, I I, I botched that like Biden with the two hundred million people dying of coronavirus. You're fine. See, anyone can do it. Anyways, yeah, but you're not a trained politician. (laughs) True. And I say trained. So there's this issue of, like, I understand the deal wasn't great, but there's been nothing put in place. There was no backup plan. There was no, like, hey, I don't like this deal. This is the worst deal ever. You know, I'm moving my hand, so believe me. But then what? There was nothing there. There was no, hey, this is what we're going to put in place instead of then, instead of that deal. We have the similar thing coming down with healthcare. It's like, Okay, you don't like it. We get it. Yeah. What are you doing instead? And, and there's that, nothing. And, yeah. it, and, it, and in this particular instance with Iran, it all it did was basically allow Iran to start, you know, get some momentum with their nuclear arms program and leave France, Germany, and England to figure out how the hell they got to deal with this because we're gone. We're out. Yeah. I mean, we saved them back in WW2. So <laughs> time for them to standing on their own legs <laughs> we wouldn't be a country without france so yeah what do we need i'm trying to think of the hamilton quote oh i don't when know. we needed guns and ships um who or we needed guns and ships or guns and supplies and you, do you know who supplied that and they, the guy is in the background is like uh france <laughs> uh side note david the guy that plays lafayette yeah. and and david Diggs. yeah yeah he has a He's been putting out these little raps. Oh, I yeah. think it's like 45 raps for number 45, and he is just 
all in on <sighs> getting Trump out. Yeah. He's a very talented guy. He's so talented. But anyways. Next topic. Yeah. So I'm moving it on. So just because it was, we still have quite a few left. Well, we, actually, we, we're kind of we're kind of getting there. We're kind of getting there. Yeah, I think because the next big one was Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Which. Well, and, and Pence did some great ducking and do, do, dodging. Here. Yeah, he never addressed. You know, because essentially Susan Page asked. You know, with the new Supreme Court justice coming in, that could be the point where Roe v. Wade gets overturned, and. What would you like to see your state do? Mike Pence being from Indiana, um, Kamala Harris being from California. Like, what would you want your state to do? And I think Pence completely dodged it. And you and I were watching Kamala, and she was kind of going with, you know, attacking the Supreme Court nomination and all that. She did eventually address it. Right. But she really went after the Supreme Court nomination itself. Yeah. And, I and think- this is where I didn't like the answering. This is this was one of them, Bri. Because I I completely appreciate a good answer when it comes to debate. And it's it's, it's especially this year it just feels like it's there's so f- like few and far between. And here's where you get one where like she hammered home all these other points. And then the only thing she she said was like I believe in a, a woman's right to choose. You know what I mean? No specifics like, well, how long can you choose till? Or, you know what I mean? Like all these other like hot button issues That's true. that could have been packed in there in the fucking two minutes that you were just rant. Well, I think she actually, that was one of the few times that she went over. But Well, I thought she did. She brought up probably the best point of the debate, even though it wasn't completely addressing the question. And that was when Pence talks about, oh, you know, we have to nominate a Supreme Court justice, blah blah blah, and then she goes, "Let's take a little stroll down." You know, oh yeah, and she brought memory up lane. Thing, and she yeah. brought up Lincoln, and the Republican Party always hangs their head on they're the party of Lincoln, right? And we know that to be somewhat false. They're more of a party of Reagan now. They're the party of Trump because they have no platform, but they always used to hang their hat. We're the party of Lincoln, and Lincoln, twenty-seven days out from the election, said, "Hey." We're going to let the election decide. He didn't, he wasn't forced to by the Senate. It was like, hey, this is what we do in a true democracy. We let the people decide. And I think that hit the, the nail on the head. And Pence even brought up, oh, well, this is how, how it's always been done from, you know, the founding he, he fathers. Said, he, said, yeah. he said from Washington From to Washington Obama. to Obama. And it was like, the last name you mentioned, you actually didn't allow that. And then the the one that's the model for your party right. didn't either. So or he didn't even try to push it. So it's like you didn't allow it in 2016. The party leader, the the one you hang your hat on for, for your historical perspective, didn't do this. And yet you're going to. And that's fine. It's their constitutional right. Right? It's it's what the president's duty is. But they didn't allow it in 2016, setting a new precedent, and they're not living by it. So I think that was a really eloquent point, and I think Pence walked right into a trap, right? Um, because Harris had that that whole segment planned to bring up like the party of Lincoln and blah blah blah. Oh yeah, because that was the point where she was like noticeably looking down at her sheet. Her sheet. Yeah, she was like, "Okay, I need to make sure I hammer yeah. this all down." And, and I felt it's bad. 1864, not I 1865. Felt, like, and I, I felt bad to. for her too because that's where she. Fum- that was the only time that I think she really fumbled while she was speaking because I think she was trying to read off of it and she was like, 
Oh yeah. 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 She <laughs> yeah, she you stumbled a, a little You had bit. a good thing going there. Um But they, I think they in also general, tried to I'm sorry, go ahead, Brian. Well, I think in general, like you said, they didn't really address the Roe v. Wade as much as well, Pence didn't at all. Because I think he would have alienated way too many people. Exactly. Um, yeah. If you know anything about Pence's record and in, in his personal life, but also like his his um, his governing record, he is very, 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 very adamant. Like abortion should be outlawed completely, and he didn't want to touch that. Similar to climate change, like he's a denier and he doesn't want to completely address it because people can call that shit out and be right. like. Yeah, I can't go that route. So I think he he tried to pivot, and that's what you do in a debate, right? Like, yeah. I don't have a very good answer here. I need to somehow pivot, and he, and he did that. Yeah, and this is where, where, where I'm going to let you bring up your uh, where you think Pence was at his strongest because it was during this point where he um, yeah they brought because they brought because they next they went into like the whole pre existing conditions, the healthcare thing. I thought that was a lot of the same too. You know, uh, I think that Harris kind of brought up the point that they want to take Obama here, but ex- or uh, Obama here, <laughs> Obama here, <laughs> going bald, Obama here. <laughs> um, he had a great head of hair, um, but brought up how he wanted to expand on Obamacare and then also allow he wanted to bring in like, um, you know, the, the private uh, insurance companies into the mix, mm-hmm. into the whole workings of that, and then also give the public a choice for some sort of like alternate healthcare. Uh, and then you see Pence going into like, oh, the, the same thing. We have a plan. Yeah, like, that's what, it. What the fuck is it, man? Yeah, and, and that's become... And that's not on him because, you know what, that's not really for him to decide. That's no. on Donald Trump. You, you know what I mean? You have well, to... Well, and the Republican Party. McConnell has been the architect of basically destroying Obamacare with no backup plan, similar to the Iran deal. It's like, hey, we just want to just... And, and I think Harris framed it very well. I think it's more not necessarily just Obama. They just don't like what the Democrats do. But she framed it as since day one, Trump has been trying to roll back everything Obama has done, right. which is true. And yeah. it's shown to be very you know, negligent towards our future. It would be one thing if he did it and had a plan. Right. But I think that there's the issue right there. Yeah. Um, but they went from this to talking about pre-existing or after pre-existing conditions, talking Court. about packing the, serv- yeah. the Supreme Court. And I think... I, I would have actually liked to hear a qu- like an answer. Yeah, and I, think, I knew we weren't going to get it. Yeah, I, I knew it because it's it's very difficult to say exactly what's what the plan of attack is on that because they don't know if Barrett's in. It's very likely she is. You know, how does the Republican Senate actually go about this? You know, I think it's a very difficult question to answer. So I understand the pivot. But Mike Pence did a really nice job of holding her feet to the fire, as they say, right? She, he said, well, just tell us, are you going to pack the court? And this is the funny thing is there were so many opportunities for both of them to do this. It was surprising to me that it took, I mean, at this point, we we're probably into the 90-minute segment. We are probably, shit, an hour and 15 in. Yeah. Yeah, this was coming down to the yeah, stretch. Yeah, to the end, yeah. And I think, I think Harris did a really nice job of pivoting, saying, you want to talk back in the courts? How about the fact that you and Donald Trump have appointed twenty-eight federal justices that are all white? Um, and I think that was very, very poignant. I don't think it answered the question, but it was obviously a good pivot. Yeah, it, it redirected and said, "Hey, you want to talk back in the court? How about you hold yourselves accountable before you right. hold us accountable for what might happen? This is what actually has happened." 
So I thought that was a really nice pivot, um, similar to how Pence pivoted earlier. Uh, in terms of getting an answer, I would have liked to have heard an answer. I, I don't necessarily shy away from the idea that maybe they should pack the court. I think also there's this idea from the Democratic Party of creating term limits of like 18 years for Supreme Court justices. Right. I, I, I'm not opposed to anything as long as there's reason. If you're just packing the court to overwhelm the other side, I don't think that's good. I think, and I think, but I, and that's the thing. I, I, that's where I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. You know what I mean? I really think, and I know that you can't get this. I that is like just one portion of our government that should be completely one hundred percent unbiased. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that that part bothers me for sure. Um, the term limits. Yes, I think that maybe it's a good idea. You say eighteen years. Um, I think the one advantage to saying that there's no term limit is that then these judges aren't worried about re-election. They're focusing well, on one I, thing I don't and think one they, thing only. I think they can be a no. They would be appointed right for an 18 year term, and then they can be reappointed again. But they still no, get, no, no. They should not be reappointed. So okay. in in the idea, no, even my, 18 years, that's a generation. Like yeah, a new generation sure. can decide. Yeah, I don't know. Like that that hasn't even been fully yeah. fleshed out. It's something kind of in the mix and in all that. So. The main idea here is, would it be right to pack the court? And there's this element no. of, in, in a, well, I know you, you feel that way, but there's an element of people fear change. And people like to hold on, you know, we have the, these feelings of nostalgia of like, hey, it's always been done this way. And I agree with that. Like, it's been very effective. But, you know, it has been decreased in the past it's been packed in the past like that that has happened this isn't this isn't unprecedented to ever happen to change the amount of justices in the court but to hold it over the other party's head like hey if you push this through we're gonna pack the court to counter to counter it i don't want to politicize it that much i do think it the republicans are are doing the wrong thing but eventually we have to find this equilibrium. And if we're always upstaging the other party, it becomes very difficult. But like you and I talked last podcast, at some point you have to fight back. And when is the right going to do the right thing? So where the left doesn't have to start going the dirty route because that's all the right has been doing. So I, I, I'm very troubled it's not from all both sides. Been doing, but yeah. I'm very troubled by the direction we're going. And I'm hoping under a Biden Harris presidency, we do get that unification, which was essentially the last question. Probably the one you said should lead the entire. No, you're missing an entire portion. What, which portion race in America? Oh, well, yeah. I mean that. Don't you? Oh, well, yeah, that. Okay. Pence did very poorly. I mean, Harris dominated it. I don't. I wouldn't say there was a clear because what did he say that you didn't like? Oh, you, oh. Well, see, you, I, I think you didn't like his whole point because this. I thought again, I didn't agree with what he was saying, but I think he made a good point because they were talking about the Breonna Taylor case. Yeah, and they, she, you know, Susan Page basically asked them outright, "Do you think justice was served here?" Kamala Harris goes with the the, the you know the Democratic approach, like, no, no. I don't it think wasn't. it's the Democratic approach. I think it's the general consensus. That's what I'm saying. Well, not like Democrat liberal, like liberal. Oh, 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 just yeah. like. Yeah. What most people have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Sorry, I should have been more clear. No, that's fine. Um, I don't. Think, I think that whole situation is a terrible fucking situation. I don't think that it really deserved to be in the debate. And putting something like that, like, there's so many variables involved with that case, and it was just so fucking awful what happened. Yeah. So like, I think there were there could have been much better questions. Like, what's your plan to try to... Okay, but th- we could have done the George Floyd thing. It's, no, 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 it... no, 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 no. Leave everything like that out of it. You say, there's a lot of racial tensions right now. What are you going to do to fix it? Yeah. No, I, 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 I do agree, but there's an element of, yeah, there's racial tensions. There's always been racial tensions. What do you mean? Well, there's racial tensions because we're having an issue with, you know... Bad police doing bad work, and it's affecting the African-American community, and there's a lot of social unrest. And, you know, Pence's basic answer was, you know, Trump has done a lot to motivate, you know, all groups of people. And I'm like, yeah, to march in the streets against them. Like, that's not a good answer. They haven't addressed these things. And whether it's Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, you know, you brought the McCloskeys on to speak at the RNC. You brought them on because they were the ones pointing at the BLM movement. They were they were pointing the point gu- their guns. Yeah, oh, they yeah. were pointing. I was like, why are they pointing at them? No, well, they pointed their. <laughs> they're right there. Their weapons, and now they're being you know federally charged and all that. So like, that's that's the the frustrating part about this administration is they don't say, hey, we need to do more. It's here's what, what we've bother, done. And what bothers done. and what bothers me about your approach to this question is this. Sure. Because I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Okay. I disagree with how one-sided your argument is. Do you know what I mean? And, and the I way guess, that the way that I'm phrasing the, the way that I want to to to, yeah. to to bring this up is like, and maybe I have to think about it because I want to be very careful about the way that I choose my words. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's so many things. I. I I've talked about this before on the podcast mm-hmm. with all of this going on. My heart goes out to, you know, to, to George Floyd and his family. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out to, you know, Brianna Taylor's family. It's fucking awful. And I don't know. I, in the George Floyd case, it's fucking open and close. Well, Bri- fucking stupid idiot. Okay. Here's what gets me about the Brianna Taylor case. Sure. And maybe I don't know enough about it. And I'm, again, I want to be crystal clear what happened was awful yeah and it shouldn't have happened okay Okay? that being said and i've said this is this is what i've said before because i had to do a whole bunch of like prerequisites there (laughs) precursors sure i think that it is underestimated how hard it is to be a police officer no doubt and the split second decisions that you need to make Mm -hmm. um you know what I mean? Did Do when they did they knock? Did they identify themselves? You've got some neighbors saying they did. You've you have got one other neighbor saying yes. Okay, you've got one neighbor saying mm-hmm. you did. The cops saying they did. You know, I'm 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 hoping in this scenario. This is again part of this is wishful thinking. I'm hoping the cops are telling the truth. I'm hoping they knocked on the door and I'm hoping they say. I'm hoping they said, "Please so, let us in." That being said, you don't know if there's loud music. You don't know if there's this. You don't know if there's that. Okay. Then you have this whole scenario. So they do they're they're fired upon. Sure. What do you do when you're fired upon, man? You know Fire what I mean? Back. No, I get that. And and so and that's where I'm trying to say with this. But 
It's just, it's the, the whole thing department. is fucking, it, the whole thing's fucked up. I don't like the idea of a no-knock warrant. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, you're a libertarian. I get that. Yeah. I don't like it either. But I like a courteous warrant being served hey, to me. Hey, guys. Hey, we're the police. Excuse we're me. We're here. No. Maybe like a call ahead. But like, so for instance, the police lied that there was no body cam footage. And oh, then and all of a sudden again. it's come out. Like, you've yeah. been, there's been lying throughout this entire process. Yeah. Which frames it as, you've been lying? Why? Yeah. And it continues, like, the whole narrative has basically shifted towards Breonna Taylor was innocent, and then now we find out that the, the police were lying. You know, the DA has been kind of mis, misleading the public and all that. So what I will say is this. <coughs> I understand that there should be hesitation with police officers. Like, it, it's difficult to be in the heat of the moment. Right. Is it difficult? Is, should there be any hesitation denying white supremacy? No. Denouncing them? No. Then why does the president have trouble with that? Okay, but you're you're changing the point of this. Whatever. No, no. At. Yeah, you are. But no. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not because I'm I'm trying to say something. This administration has not denounced white supremacy. It right. has always taken the side of the white base, and they see instances and that's of awful. racial injustice, and they don't criticize it at all. Yeah. No, at I, all. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, so that's I was just trying to bring up something no, about the police officers. Yeah, guy. that's no, all. I, I know I, you want to bring it back to Trump desperately. So, so, well, yeah, because that's what this is about. I understand. I know, but I was trying to get a point out. No, that's all. And, and it's a fair point. It is difficult to be an officer. I, I don't, I don't do that. I know, but you know, let me finish my point before you jump to Trump. Okay, go ahead. No, it's okay. I lost my track. I don't. No, you, you said your point was like it's very difficult to be a yeah. police officer. And that I was agree. one of my many points, Brian. Well, that I agree with, but what Thank I'm you. trying to say is so okay. Why is agreement. there a hesitancy on this administration to deny supremacy? Be. There shouldn't why be. Why is there? Why is there an issue? Why is there a a discussion? It's a political of, thing. You know, what I mean, just like you didn't get AOC denouncing antifa or she you know what i mean she she didn't agree with it but she didn't say it. she didn't say anything so isn't that similar can no. we agree it's similar no why not because just because someone throws out a question to you that you're not prepared for you don't mm-hmm. you don't know who they are and yeah. they say hey yeah. do you not do you denounce this like what are you talking about but when we're in a debate you know who you're talking to you have an opportunity to do the right thing yes and this is the and issue. And stupid you, not and, to. And you agree. And I, I'm, but I really need the audience and anyone that listens to us and people that are voting. There is a very, very big issue when an administration can't denounce white supremacy. Right. It can't say, "Hey, we got this wrong. We're fixing it now. Here's how we're fixing it." They continue to promote this idea that they are infallible that they don't need to wear masks, that they don't need to do, they don't need to be held accountable for facts. It's the media's fault. It's martyrdom or or they're the patron saint of everything. It's it's one or the other. And they never hold themselves accountable. And and can it, I ask, it was very, very clear with some of Pence's answers. Can I ask you a question? Because now I need you to answer this for me. Yeah. Because I can't wrap my head around it. Fire away. What? I think what it's it, going to be a good question. I'm excited. No, it's 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 drawing back to the same question, sure. but I, I want you to expand on it briefly. <laughs> 15 seconds or less? Or is this the I'm moment I give get 30 you, seconds? I'm going to give you 45 because okay. I am a, You're a generous kind moderator. and generous motherfucker. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I, we brought this up before, and you say, oh, it's different, it's different, it's different, it's different. Sure. Okay. So what is the difference between 
them not uh, Trump not denouncing white supremacists and AOC not denouncing Antifa or terrorist actions. Um, and okay. I say terrorist actions because again, I, I feel like sure. I need, to, I need sure. to look this shit up with right, sure. many times sure, sure. I fucking brought it up. Yeah. Fuck you. I get my 45 seconds to answer the question, Brian. Okay. Ask the question. <laughs> I, I know where you're going. I know. Okay. 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 So my question is this. What is the difference? Because aren't they both just pandering to people that could possibly vote for them? No. Yes. No. How so? Hundred percent. Okay, go you on. Want, Explain, and I, I want a, a good explanation. One hundred bullshit liberal answer. Okay, here you go. <laughs> the the FBI director appointed by Trump, who is a lifelong Republican, yeah. has said Antifa is not an organization; it is an ideology. There is okay. nothing. Okay, but I think they were asked to denounce their actions. But who are you denouncing? You can't denounce the actions. Them. I, the actions. The actions. The actions. But there's no organization but called there's Antifa. Actions. Hold there's on. actions. You asked me to explain the difference. There is a very big difference of denouncing an organization like the Proud Boys, which is a, a an actual organization. What if it's an idea? With the they don't know. Maybe it is an idea. No, don't. You don't want to go down that route. I know you're playing devil's advocate, but you I even am. know McGinnis is a piece of shit that organized this Proud Boys, and they are violent. They have. They have absolute terrorist tendencies. They want to incite violence. On what are Because again, and I'm only asking you to expand. So First with, of all, I'm so gonna, with, Okay, yeah, I need to lower my level. You need to bring so it down. In, but Antifa... Okay, because we're having a civil conversation. So, Remember, I am not the Proud Boys. Right. I am not a Republican. Right. Okay? We can talk I, civil. Okay, we, can we are talking civil, but here's the thing. The FBI director has actually criticized people for going after Antifa because it is an ideology. There is okay. no Antifa. The idea is anti-fascism. Now, when some people behave in a way and then say they are Antifa, that you can't criticize them. They are an individual acting out similar to the BLM movement. The Black Lives Matter movement, we can all agree, has a proper message. Black Lives Matter. They have Matter. a leader, though, don't they? No, they don't. They don't. They I also they have did. people, no, they also have people looting and then wearing a Black Lives Matter um, shirt and people start saying, oh, Black Lives Matter is, is for rioting and looting. There's no true leader of the movement. They have a proper message. The idea of anti-fascism is a good message. It gets misconstrued and people become violent and utilize that as a way to promote anarchy. Wouldn't you say, though, and I know we're getting way off topic, so I apologize no, to our listens, they listeners. But, um, but here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Because I think that that's I think I feel like that's a cop out. I really do. On the part of everyone, the FBI director, all that. I get it. You can say that they don't have a leader. They're not. They're not an organization. They're an idea. But I see a shit ton of violence coming out of that. And just like I say, the Proud Boys are bad. Okay. I was playing devil's advocate, but. I don't like anything the Proud Boys are doing. Right. I don't care what they started as or any of that bullshit. Again, I don't research this shit because I don't give a fuck about that. I think there's bigger fish to fry as far as like politics and getting you know the right person into office and things like that. I shouldn't say that because it's important to think about that. But what I'm saying is in my mind, I have limited capacity. I'm not smart like Brian. So I need to, <laughs> I need to prioritize. Um, but what I'm saying is... I, I can never... Okay, but just... but but. So with the AOC, the the Cortez thing, I I never find this instance of her not denying something. She has spoken out saying that 
we have to support the movement of of protest and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And everyone denounces. Everyone in the Democratic Party has denounced the idea of looting and rioting. They all denounce violence. This is prior. This is prior to the most recent occurrence. This is maybe a couple of years ago. Okay, so I I just my I hom- my I homework can't. my homework is to find that clip for you. Yeah. Okay. Please do because I can't. Because but let me finish what I'm saying. Sure. Fire away. Okay, because I know you want to jump to defend your damsel in distress, which is AOC. Okay, um, she, which is fine. Which is fine. Which, hey, which is which is fine because you know what? If Tulsi was in trouble, I'd fucking be there. Well, neither <laughs> of them are in trouble. They both yeah. handle, handle their own. Yeah, Tulsi's way cooler though. Um, <laughs> but there's a whole lot of violence coming out of Antifa, whether they're an idea or they are an organization, either way, I have seen them do some terrible fucking things. Sure. Okay? Or at least people acting in their name. Again. Right. You, and, right. And, that, and that's your, there's, there's the cop out, and there's what I don't like. Because you know what I mean? There is no fucking organization. They're just saying they're with Antifa. But, but, the but then the FBI director has I know, said no, that. I, I, you've said that, Brian. I understand you 100%. Okay? okay? What I'm saying is I think that's a cop out. Either somebody needs to fucking jump in and become Antifa's PR director for this non-existent group that is just an idea. Because if there was all these people for Antifa out there, they're like, oh, we're just an organ, we're just an idea, we're not an organization. Well, fucking start shedding some good light on what the fuck you're supposed to be doing because anti-fascism is great. Right. It's fucking killer. Right. But I don't see you guys doing anything fucking cool. Okay? Well, same, thing, same thing with the Proud Boys. Okay. Well, no, no, no. Everything you're doing is not fucking cool. And if Brian can just please uh, tell everyone what I'm doing. I looked to the left when I talked about yeah. Antifa. <laughs> and I looked to the right for the Proud Boys. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. You know what I mean? There needs to be a group that is just like called do fucking cool things. Yeah. Get a fucking cool government. Right, right. Because you know what? I'm sick Harris of this. Campaign. I'm not going to even say that shit, dude. Because I don't think that they're perfect. I don't like Kamala's history, sure. prosecutorially, whatever. Sure. Only had two drinks of whiskey, and I'm already slurring my words. <laughs> <laughs> it's our podcast's 21st birthday. We can have a drink. Um, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm pissed off about the divisiveness. Good. I hate that we're all fucking divided. Good. It's so fucking stupid. Yes. I don't like anything going on on the right. Other than the fact that they're a little bit classier about how... No, no, they're not classier. What's the word I'm looking for? They don't bitch as much. Unless you're Donald Trump, so that doesn't I was going to say, where are you going? <laughs> Historically, there's a reason why the left are called snowflakes. Just kidding, Brian. Just kidding. Don't get all... Here's, here's don't the, make me readjust your levels. No, here's the thing. With, with Antifa, in regards to Antifa, I don't know what you want... People like me to criticize. Do I think throwing a Molotov cocktail wearing an Antifa shirt is bad? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think throwing but, a Molotov cocktail wearing any shirt is bad, Brian. Well, <laughs> yes. But I, I'm not. If they were, if they were, you know, a Lakers jersey, are the Lakers throwing Molotov cocktails? Like, the I Lakers are just an idea. No, they're not. They're an organization. No, they're a team. They're Brian, an organization. And you know what? It's called a Lakers organization. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's how we fix this problem. Fire away. Take all the Proud Boys. You remember Australia? Yeah. yeah. 
take all the Proud Boys, you take anybody who thinks they're a fucking part of Antifa. We throw them. This is a George Carlin. This is actually, it's going to end up like a George Carlin bit. But we take them all, we put them into a nice square state, fence that shit off, load them up on PCP, and just fucking let them go at it. And then we sell it on pay-per-view. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Uh, yeah. I think... I hope so. <laughs> I think, in general, it's very, very difficult to compare the two. And and I do understand what you're saying. Like, the left is not the good, and and the right is all bad, and the left does nothing wrong, because shit, man, how did they not win in 2016 against this guy? They so, put Hillary up. Well, they right. chose Hillary. Right. They it was a bad it, move. And they rigged it. They rigged it within their party. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But so, it's still rigging. Yeah. I think that they rigged the Biden thing. Because you notice that all of a sudden, like, Bernie was gone. And then all of a sudden, like, Bernie Kamala. Wouldn't have, Bernie wouldn't have conceded had but, he known. But it, the but, biggest but, like, change but was all South sudden, Carolina. But, but all of a sudden, Kamala dropped out. Um, Elizabeth Warren dropped out. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, Biden's the only pick. Because they, he had so many more delegates. The only I was one just, that could no, compete that was, just, was Sanders. And that, that came after South Carolina. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. And here's the thing. What I will say is this. When it comes to you know, this debate, I think the messaging is very clear. I think Pence did a really nice job of trying to defend the administration, but there are some very indefensible things that the administration has done or faltered on. Oh, the guy's at a disadvantage. Yeah, he came in, and like I said, I think Pence did a nice job for having to be on a tilted playing field. And it's not tilted because, oh, the moderator was trying to make it easier for... No, it was tilted because the administration has botched the pandemic. The economy's not growing fast enough. You know, all of these other little things. And now the president has COVID and there's a lot for him to try and defend. I think he pivoted well when he had to. I think he he had one shining moment. But all in all... I just don't think he stood a chance. I would have liked to see a slightly better performance than Harris, right. but I don't think there's any chance that anyone would say Pence won this. I would agree with you there. Yeah. I'm also going to say that I don't think that there's – well, I think there's a lot of people that are going to say it, but I don't know if I necessarily agree. I'm calling this a win for both candidates because – Anything was better than anything that. was better, and I mean that seriously because you know what I appreciate, and I there was a lot. I would say there's probably a lot more that I more that I disagreed with when it came to Pence, mm-hmm. but that's not to say he didn't do a great job. I think he stayed cool under pressure. Yeah. I think that Kamala was her normal self. She was very sassy, very witty. Um, she had her facts ready. I think they both did a great job. I. I I'm not trying to be a cop out, but I just I can't really I, I I think the one glaring blemish on the side of Pence is the whole denial of climate change. And I know yeah. he didn't come out and say it, yeah. but like you tried yeah. to infer it. Yeah. But that's really all I've got, you know? I I agree with a lot of that. Do you think there's gonna be another debate? Yeah, I do. I don't think there will be. I definitely think there's gonna be. I don't think there even should be, due to Trump having COVID. Yeah, because I know and one thing that Brian and I haven't brought up yet because we just ranted for way too fucking long about crazy stuff. 
<laughs> and I most of it again is just to get Brian nice and riled up. You know, they could take some of my sound bites and make me sound real fucking awful. <laughs> That's why I appreciate all of you guys that fucking take the time to listen to all of this. Uh really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Um But yeah, so I I would say that by a narrow margin. Mm-hmm. I would give this to Kamala. I don't think think that she had. It wasn't a, distinguished. I don't think it yeah. was a stellar fucking performance. I, I don't think she mopped the floor with him, which I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I, I did, Pence and, did well. I, and I did too. I think that the best thing that Pence did for himself was keep calm. He was calm. He was very clear about everything. He kind of shot back at her, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I think she, he did it in a somewhat respectful way. Yeah, I think, I think really were- the biggest problem I had with this debate was the moderator. Yeah, I would agree. I thought the the framework of the debate and the moderation of the de- debate was pretty poor. Yeah, I agree. The last thing that I have to bring this up, and I know that we're running really long on time, guys. Again, we appreciate you guys, but I do also want to be fair between presidents and vice presidents. Hour and a half, that's what you get. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at this as Brian has tired eyes. I don't have tired eyes. I'm yeah. jazzed up. Now I'm fueled by the whiskey. It's yeah. great. Yeah. The one glass. It's really fueling me right now. Um, but I wanted to bring this up because this is important to my point. Yeah. And I know you know this. The last question was actually like a, a, a question that yeah. had been written in by somebody. And I think An her, eighth grader. Yeah. Brecklin. Yeah, that's... That's, that's what, what that's said. what Susan Page said. Yeah. And the candidates. Yeah. And the candidate. Well, because well, they were repeating what she said. Mm-hmm. And it's... If leaders can't get along, it was a much longer question. This this was like this is a paraphrase version. If leaders can't get along, what makes you think that the citizens can? Yeah, I thought, and this I think was that so was poignant. so powerful. Yeah. Oh, and it was all about being bipartisan. Yeah, if you guys are all yelling and screaming at each other, and that's what's going on in the streets, right? We're all yelling and screaming at each other. How can you expect any less of us? You're modeling, and this is what I say, like the president models a behavior and, and, and when we look at what's going on in the Senate and in the house and the partisanship, the splits and it's so divisive. And I look at this as, you know, Biden did a really nice job when he was in the Senate of being part like partisan, him and McCain would fight tooth and nail and still be friends. And, they did what was right, you know, what they thought was right at the time. It wasn't it wasn't party over country, it was country over party. And at this point, we need to start doing that again. And I think with a lot of things, healthcare, um, you know, whatever you want to talk about, pandemic response, education, I lean a lot towards the Democratic Party. But I would love to see the Democratic Party take some of the points like they did with Obamacare. One of the struggles of Obamacare was, yeah, it didn't roll out perfectly because they were trying to make it as bipartisan as possible. And I think we need to really, really focus on that going forward. And I thought, wow, that question hit the nail on the head. And it just shows you that kids model better behavior than adults. Kids will run up. You see that video of the white boy They're and the black boy running yeah. up to each other. Oh, hugging. I love that video. You talk about, you know, I, I got to see uh, Kevin's child today. And, and God, I mean, he lights up, you know, the room. 
you know, we look at kids and they display this belief True of every, yeah, it's it's radical kindness. I'm yeah. going to do the and right understanding. Thing. They don't judge. Yeah, kids are the best. Yeah. So I, I hey. You know, we talk about how childish it was at the last debate. I don't think it was childish enough. <laughs> there. Well played, sir. All right, guys. With that, you've uh, taken the time to listen to us for over an hour and a half now. And we we love appreciate you. that. We, we love, love you guys you. so much. Um, keep supporting. Keep spreading the word. Yeah. We're seeing people are reaching out to me that I hadn't. Uh, Danielle, R. I mean, she yep. she reached out to me and was like, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. And I was like. Holy shit, I didn't even know you were listening. I didn't, you know, you never interacted on the page or whatever, so I didn't know. So we're getting new listeners, and it's thanks to people like you who are listening now that say, hey, check out this, you know, discussion between two guys and in where they can disagree and talk civilly about things. It's really cool. Check it out. Please keep spreading that word. Yeah, really appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you guys on Sunday. Sunday. All right, guys, one step closer to the election. Here we go. Everyone pour yourself a drink. 21st episode of pod or the podcast is up. Love you guys. Hey guys, it's Kevin and Brian. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Mad Libs podcast. We really appreciate you guys' uh, time. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. That includes Mad Libs podcast on Instagram, Mad Libs podcast on Facebook, and feel free to email us with any comments or questions at madlibspod at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you listening.